We're Life is Good. We created our first t-shirt back in 94 when we were fed up with the daily flood of negative news. Sound familiar? Since then, our super soft tees have been helping people make positive connections, reminding us every day that even though life isn't easy or perfect, life is good. Today, we're serving up fresh designs daily and giving 10% of annual profits to help over 1 million kids a year. Join us at lifeisgood.com and let's spread some optimism together. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent! Rina, brilliant from the American. Just like that. Best of clearances! Oh, what a volley! Matt Hummels! Grant in for Holland! Hey, welcome to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake. Carver is with me as always. How you doing, man? Mentally, <laughs> I'm drained. I'm honestly <laughs> drained from these last two games as Dortmund continues to be an exhausting club to support. But uh, I'm excited to get into the episode. How you doing? It, I'm doing good. It feels like it's been like a month since the last episode. And I think just because, <laughs> like you said, <laughs> drained, the mental <laughs> draining that was like, how just Rangers and how awful it was and how awful we all felt after it. And then the, just the joy of, of, uh, who do we play? And we won a lot. <laughs> glad, back. <laughs> glad, glad back. Well, to be fair, I did watch Rangers again last night oh, yeah, to like right. re prep for the show. Cause again, it seems like it's been forever. So a l- little confused, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's been forever. Besides that, I mean, I'm doing okay. We're about to get hit with another snowstorm here in St. Louis where we live. We've been going the last three weeks. It's been like 60 degrees, two days. Yeah. Snowstorm the next two days. It's just like the Midwest. weather to being pinned in by snow and you can't <laughs> leave for the entire day. So hopefully uh, the weather wherever you're listening is, uh, is pretty great. Uh, on that note, I should probably jump in and actually plug our plugs uh, this time like I forgot to do last time. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your, especially if this is your first time listening, thank you for hanging out with us. You can find us on all your favorite podcast places, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us by searching the BVB podcast. We are on Twitter and now Instagram and YouTube. After last week when I said I might make a YouTube channel, I literally went home and made one that night. Um, so Twitter, Where aren't we right now? <laughs> We're, uh, we're not on we're everywhere. We're not on MySpace. We're not on Facebook, <laughs> uh, but maybe we'll work on it. I don't know. But Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, everything is slash or at the BVB Pod. So uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, it's been a it's been a pretty good week. We uh, maybe because there's two crazy games, but we, I don't know. There's been a lot of feedback lately, and Carver and I are just like two guys hanging out talking about Dorman. So it's cool that uh, other people are getting involved and reaching out to us and saying nice things. So we really appreciate it. Um, but. We're going to jump right into it, and uh, today, obviously, talking about the loss to Rangers, the amazing win against Gladbach. Um, we'll, we're going to preview, we have Augsburg in the Bundesliga this weekend, and of course, uh, on Thursday, uh, but by the time you're listening, it's going to be tomorrow, or whenever you're listening. On Thursday, we play, we're in the Europa League again, uh, to hopefully come back against Rangers. We'll see what happens, but um, before we jump into it, I want to do, I just pulled up the our, our form so far in 2022. Cause uh, it's been it's been good, it's been bad, it's been a lot of back and forth, and it's still the same. So I mean, we kicked off twenty twenty two, the new year, with uh that that comeback win against Frankfurt, which that game right there is like how we should have known. It was like the perfect preview to what the rest of the year is, is to come because we were we were down two, came back. Uh, I don't remember this, but it was like really quickly to score three goals in the last like twelve or. Yeah, ten minutes yep. or something to it come was back. Dahoud screamer, seventy-five yards out, top bins. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just a good preview. It's like complete misery, complete jubilation, and there goes the rest of the season so far. So, and then we thrashed Freiburg five to one, we which on. everyone thought that was the tipping point, and oh, we're yeah. going to start to turn this season around. I, I'm going to reference that game more. I'm going to keep referencing that game forever. Well, now I have a new game to reference. Yeah. Um, thrash Freiburg five to one. Then we go on to after jubilation. Like I said, we lose, go out of the Pokal to St. Pauli, losing one to two. Then we had a, a pretty good road win against Hoffenheim, winning three to two. We grind out that win. 
Um, then, a bit lucky, but still got the win. That's what matters. And I, I like the alliteration, so I'm going with. <laughs> I did not put it on my notes, but lacerated at Leverkusen, losing five to two. Uh, then we kept our clean sheet against Berlin. <laughs> then here we are losing to Rangers and battering Gladbach. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. And it's like good wins and then just horrendous losses. Yeah. I mean, guess St. Pauli was close, but that was St. Pauli. So, mm-hmm. and going out of the Pokal, so not not good. And and they 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 did it again. It's just <laughs> here we are again. How how <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know where to go from there except it it happened again. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible how consistently inconsistent this club is to go from such high highs to low lows in a matter of. <laughs> days not even weeks but just days every single week for months now it's actually impressive you know it's actually impressive <laughs> um so yeah we'll, we'll jump right into rangers um where okay so so lineup this is coming off our, our 3-0 clean sheet win at union berlin we're feeling really good um i even saw i gotta pull this up on my phone but i, I saw a quote after the game from um, this was a, a former Rangers player uh, defender, uh, Richard Foster. So this is after the Rangers defeat. And I heard a quote from him saying, I wrote them off, but Rangers produced one of the best performances of the season. They made Dortmund look really, really average, which uh, that is spot on. I mean, that was one of the biggest nights in Rangers history and European history yeah. for sure. To but, get, I mean, to thrash a team like Dortmund at Dortmund. And to, to hear that, like, from a Rangers supporter, too, like, I, it's like, they, I mean, obviously, he wrote them off. I didn't even write them off, like, that bad. Like, I expected a little more. And then, so, it, it's, I mean, and it's not funny. It's sad. But it, it's, like, funny to hear how, like, they didn't even give themselves a chance, really. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they came in and rocked, rocked us. But. Well, when you come in with that mentality of having nothing to lose and... Yeah you know, must be fucking nice, but to have an actual belief in yourself and the people around you, you're bound to play well whenever you uh, have this sort of belief in your system. But yeah, we went with an unchanged lineup from Rosa against uh, Union the week before that. Had a back four, at times looked like a back three with uh, Guerrero and Brandt on the wings. And Royce almost is like a second striker up top. But it's a risky one, This, you know? I mean, I know uh, Anton mentioned last week how Rangers could exploit us on the counter with their pace. It's also I want to say a quick shout out to Anton uh, for coming on the show last week. I didn't get a chance to listen until the uh, episode released, but great lad, great analysis. Although I didn't really understand what he meant whenever he said Dortmund give goals away for fun. I don't know where he got that. <laughs> but um, I want to say for fun, but for our misery. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> um, but yeah, Rangers came into this one sitting deep and compact and they knew what to do. They had a game plan. And um, they had they looked kind of like a four four two at times. It looked like they tried to to uh, shut down some of our passing lanes when we were in possession. Again, sit really deep and then just hit us on the counter with the uh, the fast breaks. I mean, there were not only plenty of holes to exploit because of our god awful defending, but they had some of the ability in their attack to do it. So, yeah, it was interesting coming off the Berlin game in the last episode. I I mean, I kept hammering in like defensive structure, defensive stability because that Union game, like it. It felt like I hammered it in so much because, like, is this this is the solution? This is like what we need to do. And of course, we go in with that same same lineup, and it completely falls apart. Um, well, when you switch to a three at the back at times, it, and I'm I'm not coming out of the system because I want us to continue with that system moving forward. But that system relies on wingbacks that are going to support you in defense and attack. And I looked like most of the time Brant was providing the uh, width on the right. And given the player that he is, he's not the most aggressive player in our squad. And having the responsibility to provide width and attack and support on defense is going to leave you open and vulnerable for those just ways after ways of counterattacks coming from uh, Rangers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, so watch and watching the game back last night, I was like watching it. I mean, the time of like live, live and after the aftermath, like how horrendous it felt and like how how down it felt and bad it felt and it was it's a shit show it was but rewatching it and knowing the outcome i was kind of watching it like you know it's not as bad as i like remember um the hell are you talking <laughs> <laughs> knowing that we're not gonna win you know break it down and watch it more i mean my my overall thought i was like we actually look 
decent because as far as like controlling the ball, we definitely weren't clinical. We couldn't put anything in. Um, but I, I think watching it back in, in I don't know, tr- I don't even know how to explain it. But I was like, if if we were to make a little like some corrections here and there, or if if we were a little more clinical in the finish, we're we're running this game. And then when it got bad, it's like we when we make the individual mistakes and like how many times have we talked about the individual mistakes? Bayern, where we had where Hummels had a terrible game, like three mistakes for their three goals, pretty much. I mean, it happens every game. It's you know this. We don't have to go back months to find those kind of mistakes. I think that goes to show you that we really didn't improve much or take some of our improvements from the Berlin game into this European game. I mean, you mentioned it already, plenty of mistakes at the back. I didn't think we have we had any sort of initiative or drive at all when we had possession. It was just sideways, back and forth, willy-nilly, and um, couldn't penetrate any of their lines. You know, when they sit up or sit back in that deep 4-4-2, we, we just had no other options but to push it wide and lose possession because a lot of times it seems like the people who are in possession of the ball uh, have mental lapses. And that's whenever Rangers were able to break and exploit those areas, you know? Yeah. I don't want people coming at me and saying, how, how do you think we had a good game against Rangers? I'm just saying, fix a couple things, fix a lot of things. Okay, yeah. But, but, but um, I, I mean, to, to your point, it's like not, not being able to break anything down. I think it comes down to a, for me, my my thought is like when we when we start playing bad when we so when someone anyone makes an individual mistake that leads to a goal especially um it's this team seems to like just fall apart oh like absolutely when the team and it turns into this like this terrible mentality shift where it's like you, you see a lot of players it feels like a lot of players are trying to do it on their own i think mm-hmm. that's where we really get screwed like you'll you'll see guys trying to take on runs or carrying the ball more than they should people are trying to really just lift the team up on their shoulders and go and then just do too much on their own and you just see like we, we just collapse and we get frustrated and we don't like hunker down and get work together as a team well yeah we definitely rely on individual brilliance which seems like most of the time in recent months um and whenever we're not working as a unit and defending as a unit, you're going to get punished for that, you know, week in and week out. But, you know, Rangers deserve this win. I don't want to just come at us for this, uh, for our performance on Thursday. It wasn't a, just a matter of us being shite. It was also a matter of Rangers performing really well. They came into this game, with a, again, with a real belief in themselves, with a real belief in their game plan. And they came out and actually executed it well. Fucking go figure. That must be nice to support a club like that. But... Yeah, once I mean, once we lost the ball, they would just have to break that one initial or first initial line when we were uh, Gagan pressing, and behind that was just acres of space for them to exploit, and that's what they did all game. So yeah, Rangers not only deserve that win, but they also deserve to go through if we cannot come out this Thursday and manage to dig ourselves out of an enormous hole yeah. that we dug ourselves into, and um you know, put on a, a real disciplined and influ- influential performance because if we don't, we don't deserve to go through in this competition. We've been knocked out of three now and all three or three, right? Pokal Champions League yeah, and about to be Europa League. Yeah. It seems kind of well-deserved times, you know? I mean, I don't know how a team like Borussia Dortmund can have just like such little desire at this time right now. I know we've had, you know, this kind of problem for years, but it's, I mean, zero desire to actually close down counterattacks when you've been burned every single game. And, you know, every week that you play, you're constantly getting hit with the same problems. And you don't, uh, you want, don't want to address any of those issues. I mean, zero desire to attack with any actual ideas in mind. A lot of sideway passes again, like I mentioned before. Just looked really flaccid and just looked really careless on Thursday. Yeah, even seeing like Rose on the sidelines... I don't know what was going through his mind, but it, he looked like he didn't know what to do too. He looked like headlights. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have. It looked like he didn't have the drive or the desire. And so I don't know how you're, how you get motivated. I don't know what the halftime talk was, but it clearly, it didn't help. Um, but yeah, just every time the cam- camera flashed to him on the sideline, he was just like very like blank stare. Like I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. Which is, <laughs> especially after the first goal. I mean, I, I only turned, I was at work and I turned this game on like maybe a few minutes before we conceded the penalty uh, or kind of early in the first half. But just like even, even before they scored the penalty, it's just right when the penalty was called, 
every single head on the field just dropped. And it's like, yeah. where is, again, the mentality? I mean, you when you are playing for Borussia Dortmund and you step onto that pitch, especially at a home game, you need to wear that pri- with that badge with some goddamn pride. You know, and those players just completely fell off. They, again, not, not only looked careless and flaccid, but just they looked beat. They rolled over and it was nil-nil. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, if part of that is like we we did we had like a few chances and I mean you you can't like drop your head you can't like give up but maybe that's what it's like they had a few chances and they didn't go in so like oh no like we're they're, they're already getting frustrated but like that's when you have to I've heard a lot of other coaches like Tuchel uh, Tuchel Klopp I'm gonna just throw out old Dorman coaches but I'm mm-hmm. also throwing in Conte but they they talk about like suffering a lot. And it's something like our current Dortmund doesn't do. Like when things get bad, that's when you have to like, I don't know, like find some strength, find the like motivation to. You got to dig down deep. Yeah, yeah, dig down deep and just it seems- get together as a team and fight and like work through the hard times. Not like don't just give up like, oh, the game's not going for you or you turned over the ball. Yeah, it seems like Winning the squad back. is incapable yeah. of finding that grit and uh you know, running to go deep down and fight because they're constantly, you know, not addressing some any of the issues that are uh, happening almost every week. But, and you know, there's plenty, again, I mentioned plenty of individual errors again. Zagadu, where to start with him? I love the dude to death still, but like, man, he managed, he managed to miss an open header from a corner, concede a penalty, and score an own goal in a single match. It's like, sheesh. Hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> so just continues to prove that he's a massive liability. I I still have faith in the guy, but like, I mean, now he's out for several weeks. So yeah, who knows so, what's going to happen I mean, in the re- summer. Rewatching last night and I kind of like flashed back a little bit like bef- before he got injured in the next game. But it's like watching that and also when is the last game where he had a few mistakes too. It's like, what what's the solution? Do you just like bench him? But like you have to do it in some kind of a motivating way. It's like, hey man, you got to take some time, got to really work on things. Like I don't know how you do that without just like crushing his spirit even more. Because I think that's the issue. It's like when things are already going bad, and then he keeps making mistakes. It's like the solution is not almost not to let him keep playing because he's got to. Because I don't think that's going to build his confidence, especially if he like makes another mistake. Like, yeah, it's a tough one, and I know he's young, and he doesn't seem like too mentally strong of a player it looks like he can be suffering at times um but you know at some point you gotta you gotta set your standards for the team and it's not like players weren't dropped before i know hazard didn't even make the squad for uh was it rangers i think either so mm-hmm. and it wasn't just zagadu at the back either no. i mean akanji got gassed several times in the only like what 50 55 minutes that he played got gassed man i haven't seen him look that like slow before not only physically but just like react slow too i mean like uh, i think it was it brian kent or brian kent from uh, rangers on the left wing i mean he was just ma- he was just making akenji look like a schoolboy center back i mean he could not control him whatsoever on any sort of those attacks yeah. um and it wasn't just our defense at all i mean uh either though you know i mean i can't remember a single thing dehoud really did all game malin was invisible I mean, th- that man continues to uh, struggle leading our attacks. I don't think his decision making is that great. Not saying there's any, there isn't any hope for him, but he just there's a lot of room for improvement on uh, for Marlin for sure. Brent had a forgettable night. I know how much you and I love him, but I swear to God, he loves mis- misplacing passes more than he loves playing for Dortmund. It's it's his favorite thing. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, Jude was like the only player that showed up the entire game i know rafa had an assist a goal and a goal but like other than that rafa didn't look great either no you know i think jude was like I, yeah, really he, the only player that was like trying to pull everyone together like geez do you want to keep getting humiliated in front of our home fans right now yeah yeah his i, I don't remember the specific comments this happened last time i'm trying to pull out quotes and i literally don't remember anything but that was like i remember whatever he said was very like like oh, sure. Jude? Yeah, yeah, Jude, he was, post he was, game, yeah, yeah. He said he wasn't going to let anyone on the team give up. He just he was yeah. going to hold everyone accountable. And again, that dude is 18. 18. <laughs> and just what he gives on the pitch and clearly what he gives off the pitch, I mean, just give the give the man a blank check. 
Like, yeah. who cares? I know, I know we just signed up, but like, give him another one. He deserves everything. I love, I love Jude so much. So yeah, at least he, he was able to rustle up some sort of hope, I guess, going into this Thursday. Cause that, that left me rattled after Thursday. I, I had no idea what we're going to look uh, like coming into Sunday for Gladback. Yeah. His, his goal, oh, that goal was so good. Um, and it was, it was a good response too. I mean, the one good response we t- talking about just our mentality and we fall apart and our heads go down immediately. Like you, you give up the penalty and I know it's, <laughs> I feel like that was one of the later goals we've given up. We usually will give up a goal or earlier in the game. So maybe they felt like, or maybe when they give up a goal earlier, like, Oh, we still got time to come back. Maybe, I don't know, for some reason it's still the first half. Maybe they were just like, Oh, we can't come back. And then they concede in a oh, few yeah. minutes, which definitely kills you. But you take out that, as I said, like I'm going to go back to my, it was decent, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it was, it, if we played how we played in the first half and we didn't concede those two goals, I almost feel like we, if we don't concede that first one, we don't concede that second one. We go on the break at half zero, zero. If this is all hypothetical, um, <laughs> it's a lot so of hypotheticals. <laughs> but it seemed like there was room. If we came out in the second half firing, if he gave him a good speech, it's like, okay, we can still win this game, which, which Rosa can do. I mean, there's no denying that we're known at times for being second half FC. So, I mean, there was hope for at least a little bit that Rosa was going to try to pull what he could together during halftime and try to get a result out of this. But, you know, at that point it was just, it just looked too late. I mean, yeah. all of our heads were dropped and just continued to rip us apart on the counter uh, going into the second half. Yeah. Right. When we conceded, I think in the 49th, I was like, they just don't care. They just don't. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Coming. Yeah. That golden right after halftime. Not good. And then luckily Jude, I mean, not luckily, but Jude tried. He tried, and it was a sick goal, but it was like too little, too late. No one else to do anything. Just it was a brilliant awful. hit from uh, Jude. That was a left foot. Oh Again, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, I think the man so can't good. do. It seems like. All right, before we, uh, I mean, look ahead a little bit and and talk Gladback. We had a couple Twitter questions. I uh, put out the uh, the big question. It's the really the question that we can't answer now, and we've tried to because I've tried to ask you before, and there's no one. There's no simple answer. Or solution. All right. Well, what's the issue with Dorman? How do we fix everything? I just put out the question on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and we, we got a couple of responses. Uh, shout out to uh, Pateri. I'm probably saying that wrong, so I, I do apologize. But um, what, what he pointed out, he says, like, what, the one, maybe one issue we can look at and hopefully we can fix, uh, like, leadership and responsibility. Someone has to step up and say, uh, these kind of results can't happen at home. Um, which, I mean, we talked about it with Jude. Mm-hmm. He, it's, it, it's it's a bad look that he's the one trying to do that. The eighteen year old kid is trying to do that when like where's Royce? Where's Hummels? Where like where are these other leaders? Yeah, those or, or Rosa. Like, yeah, Roy, Royce and Hummels can sometimes what looks like seem to like take sort of a backseat uh, when it comes to taking responsibility. But I, I don't think that is much of an issue. Um, as much as I saw another reply to that question saying we've had squads in the past few years that could have won the Bundesliga, but this team just didn't have the belief that we could win the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. And yeah, shout out to uh, uh, the BVB fan hub UK who sent in this question. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I would probably lean more towards. And we, it's not like we don't have the talent. It's not like we don't have the squad. It's just at times we play these teams and for some reason, we're just not looking up for it mentally. We, we're already giving up whenever we're conceding a penalty when we have 60 or 70 minutes left of the game and we're still only down, you know, one nil, if anything. All right. So we are going to get into glad back. Um, but there's a little, that's a completely different mentality shift. So we're before that, uh, let's, let's preview Rangers coming up on Thursday. Um, hopefully we're going to stick in the Europa league, but Carver, what are your predictions and can we, can we do it? Oh, real quick too. I, we had another Twitter question. This was, unsolicited Twitter question, but someone chimed in. Um, and this, the, why we started this podcast, said it multiple times. If you're, if you're a Dortmund fan in America, maybe you, you just jumped on board Dortmund. Like I said, I haven't been a Dortmund fan that long, but I wanted to almost create a place where it's like, if you don't have friends or like, you don't know your local supporters group, uh, to give you a little bit of a community and, and people to talk Dortmund with. Like, that's why we're here helping you like get connected with the club and feel like you, you have some guys to watch Dortmund with. Um, we did have, someone asked just this, why the Rangers defeat was so bad. So just quick clarification. Um, if you don't know, 
uh, where we're at specifically in the Europa League playing Rangers, um, we're in a, a knockout stage to, to continue. Since we got knocked out of the Champions League, we're playing Rangers in two legs to try to progress in the Europa League. And if we don't win, we're down two goals on aggregate. So if we don't come back and win, win by three goals, then we're out of Europa or Europe, Europe competition completely. And it's just the Bundesliga. Um, and I mean, the big significance is like, this is our, our one good shot at a trophy. Really? seems like the, uh, very unlikely that we're, we're going to be able to catch Bayern. I don't want to sound pessimistic, but I mean, that's, I think that's where a lot of us stand right now. Um, and then we're out of the Pokal. So Europa League is our one good chance at, at getting the trophy. And if we lose to Rangers or if we don't win by three and we don't move on, then, then that's gone. So, but looking ahead to Rangers, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm going to be honest. I think we're going to get knocked out. We have to score, like you said, uh, we have to score three. And I'm not thinking that's really going to happen. I think it's going to be probably a 2-2 draw or a 2-1 loss to Rangers. And I think, I don't know what the COVID restrictions are like um, in Scotland, but I can imagine that their stadium is just absolutely going to be, uh, their atmosphere is going to be unreal. And at times that can be pretty intimidating for us. And given the uh, the mountain that we have to climb into this game and it doesn't look like we've addressed, I mean, we, 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 gotten into or we changed some of our system which i was going to get into with gladback but i don't think it's enough to really pull out this kind of a win so i'm going to go two two draw and we get knocked out thoughts well i wanted to be optimistic but i did say so before the gladback game i said i mean i was texting you i was tweeting some people and just how how down we felt after rangers and how back and forth we've been in 2022 which is why i'm i want to i got into that before we really uh, jumped into everything. I, I, I went into the Gladback game thinking, even if we win and wins, have a great mm-hmm. win, and I even like, I referenced Freiburg. I said, if we have like a Freiburg-style win, I can't go into the Rangers game with confidence because what happens after we have a big, great win? We fall off a cliff again. Mm-hmm. So, and even after, after it happened, then we won 6-0. We had our biggest win since 2018. Of course, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling hyped. I'm feeling ready. And I want to say this is a turning point again, which we've said multiple times, but yeah, it, it's a, uh, I don't know. And it's a way. So it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's not looking good. I, I would say a draw is, is, would be a good outcome as far as like an overall, not looking at the big picture of the Europa league, but a good like one-off game getting a draw there would be good. So I'm, yeah, probably draw. I don't know. I don't think we're going to move on either. Sadly as as tough as it is to like root against them. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, so we are moving on. Sorry, this episode is a little back and forth with how you're uh, just the midweek games and mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, the differences in the games and, and what everything means. But now, so we're going to jump into Gladback, which was a fantastic game. Now we get happy and now we, we pretend like everything's okay. Um, so looking at the lineup, obviously we had some changes um, from the Rangers game. Change to a back three. A back three. Rosa does listen to the podcast. He did it. Confirmed. <laughs> and Rosa, go ahead and stick to the three. Thank you. He Okay, here. So Also, Ro- if there's any opportunities to work at Dortmund, let me know, Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, first of all, though, I was watching the, I don't know, the, watching the Bundesliga stream on ESPN, that when they did the lineup, they put out a four three three, so that's what I had put down in my notes originally. And then I'm watching the game, and I was very confused because it's like, wow, Hazard's dropping way back. And I was like, oh no, they are. They're just like shifting to a back three. And then I like go back and look at other lineups and everything. It's like, no, they played a back three. I just thought they were doing, which I think they do kind of transition a little bit here and there. But I was very confused watching the game originally because I was just like, what is happening? But I I do like that it was a back three, and it's something we've talked about. We've talked about a lot. I think that's how we roll, and uh, it looked, especially given like our injuries and all our outs and everything. Like, I, I, I guess moving forward, though, I don't know what it, we'll get in all the previews later. But yeah, so lineup we had uh, Chan, Hummels, Zagadou as the back three, Hazard playing a wing back, Dahoud and Bellingham. Fiftieth Bundesliga game for Jude Bellingham, Bellingham mm-hmm. and I think he's the youngest to reach that milestone that quickly. I would maybe. imagine so. Um, and then Rafa, wing back. We had Reina. Uh, starting and Royce as like a kind of like number tens and then Malin up top. 
Yeah, so I found this pretty interesting. So a few years back, when we were under Favre, we were starting to be exposed uh, in a number of areas, and we had Paderborn at home, and we went down 3-0 before halftime. And we just managed to come back and the second half and end in a tie. But that very next week, I remember Favre's job was under some real scrutiny. But for anyone that remembers, Favre then switched to our uh, system of 3-4-3 with interchanging front line. That very next game, do you want to give a guess at what the score was? Uh, was it a clean sheet in multiple goals? It was. It was 5-0. So... I found that was pretty interesting. You know, we obviously went on to have a lot of success under that system for months to come, in my opinion. Um, but now, am I saying that, you know, this is the answer to everything? Obviously, it's been a back three and everything's going to be solved and there's going to be this big dramatic change at the club. Absolutely not. There's miles of uh, room for improvement, but this is actually a decent step in the right direction. Um, but yeah, so three of the back. I think Chan was a big addition to uh, the squad getting into this game. I asked online, but I didn't get any responses, and I also didn't find anything. Oh, I wonder why Carver. Guys, come on, <laughs> respond to Carver. I wasn't sure why Chan was left out for the Rangers game. I, I think, don't know. If, was he still injured? He might have been. I, I, thought, he I thought he, I thought he was cleared. But anyway, at least it was nice to have him back because he would have been much needed in that Rangers game. I think it could have been obviously not like we would have won with him, but like would have looked a lot different in my opinion because he brings obviously a whole uh, bunch of toughness, which. Our defense seems to really lack at times pace, composure, uh, good initiative on the ball. You know, he's not someone to really just kind of throw it back and forth. He's going to drive forward, especially whenever he's kind of playing more of that like wider center back or right back. Um, so I felt better going into that one with that sort of a system. Yeah, I really like Chan in this game. I mean, I like him in general, but this game really stuck out. I was like, man, I like him a lot. He's really composed. Um He's so strong. He, yeah, he, he brings me a lot of confidence watching. And I, I'm, I don't remember the game ex- exactly, but when he played center back uh, when we were dealing with injuries, as we do, but that game too, like center back, because like, we came off like Witzel playing center back, and the mm-hmm. next week he played center back, and it just felt so good. Like put him defensive mid, put him right back, put him right center back. I don't care. Put him in. He. I, I will say though, to counter that a little bit, he does make me nervous at times when he's playing right center back uh, because he can be like very ballsy on the ball and thinks he's like Dehu trying to like do these different turns to break their press. And whenever you're playing center back and you're not playing defensive mid, that's that's where his national position or natural position is. Excuse me. You're gonna get caught out because you don't have anyone behind you. So he gives me a heart attack. Still, don't get me wrong. I'm not <laughs> saying he's you know perfect, but it looks like he's. Uh, being a little bit more mature on the ball as time goes on. So, yeah, he was a great addition to that squad for sure. But, yeah, lively first 10 minutes. I mean, the game heated up really quick. There were flying tackles and yellow cards within like 15 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, all right, this is a proper, proper Borussia Derby. Here we go. Yeah, I liked how I, – I just liked how the ref let, let things – I mean, he definitely missed a lot of calls because he was letting too much go. But I just liked it. It was a physical game, and he kind of let it happen. It was a physical game, but – I mean, like I said, there were still a few cards in the first 15 or so minutes. So I, I think the ref like did a decent job, at least like setting the tone of uh, at least for like, you know, discipline. But yeah, um, I can see what you mean, though. There were still some tackles that were questionable for sure. Um, but I mean, just even from the 10th or so minute, the pressure just continued to build after that. And it was just a matter of who was going to be more clinical in front of goal first. Uh, Rosa mentioned after the game that the game was a, quote, a battle of attrition, which I would have to agree with that statement. It's a matter of, you know, both of our teams are prone to making mistakes at the back. Both of our teams are known for being pretty solid in attack. Again, who was going to be more clinical? Um, there was the, it was like the 12th minute. There was this ball coming back. Um, Zag- when Zagadou got his yellow card, I don't know if you remember before that, but like, it looked like he severely misjudged the the yep. ball. Yep. But also then I kind of realized a little bit later, like the wind was awful. Um, I also want to shout out any fans who were at the game. It looked very cold, very windy, and very rainy. And coming off our terrible game against Rangers, like I'm kind of surprised people were like, "Yeah, I'll go to a game and <laughs> stick stick this out." But props to them. Um, I because and why I'm pointing that out specifically because it looked like he missed the misjudged the ball really bad. Ended up getting the yellow card, having to like uh, come back and tackle the guy. I think because he we saw him go out a little bit later, and I didn't think he played awful. Um, <laughs> I don't think he played great either. I, the second he got that card, I, I instantly was like, oh, Jesus. 
because again, he's a massive liability. He he's been conceding a lot of penalties since he's been back from his like you know year ish injury. He's been conceding um, just needless fouls, and now I'm sounding like someone who hates Zagadou because I think he still has a lot to bring to the uh, the team, but. It just, it just seems like he has so many mental lapses, and it continued on to this game, unfortunately. You just really got to stay concentrated whenever you're playing for uh, a team at this level as a center back. Yeah, so, I mean, and now now he can take some time off and recover and <laughs> yeah, I, re- refresh I, his mind. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> here's to a speedy recovery for Zagadou. I really, I really do love the guy, and I hope he can be back soon. And, uh, you know, wherever, it, wherever he ends up, whether it's still with us after this summer or somewhere else, I hope is... Uh, career thrives as much as it can because I, I do love the guy. I think he's got plenty of talent to uh, to uh, perform and yeah, all the best. Um, but it wasn't just him either. You know, again, with this game as well, that we still had plenty of mistakes at the back. Uh, the 23rd minute could and should have uh, been a goal to glad back if it weren't yeah. for Coble bearing billing us out. Yeah, and that was Dude just, insane. Uh, he had such a great game in this. Yeah, this game could have been totally different. Like, I think first half he had three big saves that oh, yeah. very easily could have been goals, which changes this game completely. Like, he, uh, it's all thanks to him that we went on to... All thanks to him that this ended up being, like, our best best game of the season. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, I I haven't had this sort of confidence in a goalkeeper of ours since Weidenfeller. I mean, I, I I know Berkey had his uh, moments for sure with us for the past however many years, but like Coble is just like a next level man. The fact that we got him for such an absolute steal, he's going to be one of the better keepers in Europe, hands down, in the next few years. I mean, the dude's only like 24 or so, I think. But, um, you know, if, if that goal goes in in the 23rd minute, you know, you're already thinking, oh yeah, right, I've seen this before. I've seen how the lads drop their heads. I've seen how they just roll over, take a beating. And here's for another thrashing at home and, you know, getting humiliated again. But I mean, especially coming off the Rangers game, like how, what do you think the response would have been like if, oh my God, it's happening again? It would have been, it would have been terrifying. I the second that uh, it was Hummels that misplaced that pass, he was looking Mm -hmm. at Jude because there wasn't many many options. I think he could have went to Zagadou on the left there, but uh, Jude, I think it wasn't just, he wasn't paying attention to who was behind him. And that's whenever Kone was able to steal the ball and had that quick one, two, which is just an open shot. The fact that Mm -hmm. they didn't pull that away. I mean, the second that Kone got that ball, I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to be one nil already!" And this is just—I don't—I don't—I can't know if I could do this <laughs> for another sixty-seven <laughs> just, minutes. Just turn it off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but it looked like we we woke up a little bit for that. I mean, obviously, or after that, because obviously we went to go ahead and score after a few minutes uh, after that save from Koble. So yeah, I mean, even in the like, I, I was trying to like take some notes, like kind of fifteen minute marks. Even in the first fifteen minutes, like you said, it was a the game was on like real quick and. We were we were being aggressive, like both teams were aggressive and physical. But I really liked our like our pressing and kind of like, uh, like yeah, we did press jumping well on game. onto the ball and uh, and like we already we had our good like one touch passes were were mm-hmm. going and then we obviously there was that mistake and Coble bailed us out. But then yeah, kind of keep playing that style, keep playing, keep putting the pressure on, keep keep up the one one touch quick passes and then yeah, we got our goal uh, from Royce twenty six minute uh, which is. Awesome, great team build up. Um, Mullen had a, that great run, and that the commentators were talking about it too. But I was just like that quick shot, like how quickly he got that shot off, where it looked yeah. like he wasn't even ready to shoot, and then all out of nowhere, it's a he's got a little bit of a uh, slap shot in him. Mullen. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it was great. It was a good shot, which forced a really like tough save for Summer. He was kind of leaning the other way and had to like yeah push his arms back, and and because of that, bounced right out to Royce, who was there to. In. Which again, you know, like you, you and I have said before, let her rip. You're going to create chaos in that six yard box, especially when you have that kind of shot power. A keeper, a lot of the time, is not going to be able to uh, keep that ball under control, which just leads it right back to one of our uh, attackers like Royce that put that in. And just so in case we forget in the next few minutes talking about the rest of the goals this game, can we talk about Marco Royce for a second? Can we talk about Marco Royce? What an absolute master class of a performance, man. I mean, he made so many, even even all of his goals and assists aside, that man made so many beautiful passes that just completely penetrated Gladbach's two defensive lines. I mean, and also, did you see he only needs six more goals to match Dortmund's all-time score? Oh, really? Because no, I didn't Zork. see that. Yep. 
So uh, only needs a few more goals, and the man has still has plenty of uh, games left in him. So he, I feel like he can achieve that, no problem. But yeah, two goals, three assists, five chances created that man. He rolled back the years, and we got to see Royce put on an absolute performance Dude, tonight. It was love that man. Ugh, it was beautiful, and we talked about it before. People giving him shtick and like calling mm-hmm. him out, calling him out, and I'm just like, shut up, Res- <laughs> respect, respect the man because that's what he can do. Yeah, I don't like. And he's ah. so I, I'm I'm going to go to a tweet from our homie Adam Darowski, who uh, we've mentioned a lot, especially specifically for the women's team. He's got a mm-hmm. great website that tracks the men's and women's team. If if you want to find out more, uh, we'll link him in there. But he put out a tweet before the game, um, and then he he later replied and he's like, "Man, the replies to this." He's like, "I'm so glad Marco did what he did because the replies to this had me really mad." But he said, "Marco Royce has played." 2,644 of a possible 2,970 minutes this season. That's yep. 89% of the team's minutes. I was looking at that earlier today, not to cut you off, but I was like, you know, for someone who's been injury prone his whole career, Marco Royce has played a lot of games this season. It said only Coble has played more. Wow. And so I'm going to go through some of the responses. <laughs> that won't make him a good captain. <laughs> I love Royce, but he's dipping in form. He's dipping in Ooh. form. Even with his two goals last game, I wonder if he needs if he needs to take a game off. Wow, aged poorly. Oh, someone responded to him. Aged poorly, not Marco Royce. Aged oh, okay, poorly. he's aging like a fine, a fine wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so many minutes, yet so little impact. Dot dot dot. Shame. It, it again. He's not above <laughs> criticism. I'm not saying he he is above criticism because, like I was just mentioned a few minutes ago, he was not. He did not show up whatsoever against Rangers. But that man can change the game on a dime, and he has the ability to perform at that kind of level on a semi-regular basis. I like to think. I, I, so, I mean, we talked about it before. I know, like, he didn't show up against Rangers, but like, most of the team didn't show up against Rangers, mm-hmm. and in those moments, I, I still want to count on him to to do something. Like, I, I, I still put more weight in him than like someone someone else almost. And I just want to say to everyone who responded to that tweet like an a hole. <laughs> I hope. You feel like an idiot. I hope you did watch that game, and I hope you feel like an idiot. Yeah, especially whenever he's playing in it, what looks like his best position. I know his entire career, people have you know wondered like, where is Royce's best position? He's played in the ten. He's played in the left wing. He's played. And we know he's not a striker, but he's played striker. He's played right winger at times, and it looked like in this game he was in that perfect position where it's like a combination of left wing and a central attacking midfielder. Just kind of slots into those. Um, left left pockets when you're in attack, and that's just how he put. He's able to put on that sort of a clinic. So all the best to Royce for putting on um, a show, man. That was it was fun to watch. Uh, we do have to quickly mention too, Reina, the Reina injury, uh, which was really weird. I I watched the replay so many times to see what happened. It kind of looked like maybe as he was running, it kind of pulled up. Um, because he he went down right after the goal. You kind of saw him like hobbling a little bit, even like in the build up to the goal. Um, and he went down with a hamstring injury, same hamstring that uh, he just came off the injury from. Um, luckily, though, they say he's only going to be out a couple weeks. Yeah, quote unquote, a few weeks. But we'll see what happens we'll there. And also, I'm just like, I know he was gone forever, but it's like, since this happened so quickly after that, I was like, was he ready to start a game? And, like, that's, and that's been the question from our medical staff for however long now you know it's like are we rushing players back and or is there something up with that medical team because these kind of injuries are starting to seem pretty unnormal but well yeah, uh, i mean zagadu got the, the same injury mm-hmm. yeah it's like a torn muscle fiber or whatever like whoa I what know. is going on here's to a speedy recovery for uh <sighs> for geo too I, I hope they i hope he gets back soon um yeah plenty of other positive standout performances in this game uh i know malin also netted one himself Royce with a beautiful pass uh, to give him a one-on-one with the, with uh, against Summer. I think Mullen made it a little bit more difficult than he needed to be there when he was when he passed it under and it and it came up and then just kind of rolled into the net. I was like, oh, yeah. it's it's in the net, but like, <laughs> oh, he he had time and space there to to finish, which thankfully he did. Uh, Wolf looked great coming back again. Yeah. So happy to have him back from injury. He provides a lot for this team, uh, you know, be it width, pace, power, attacking threat. So good to have uh, Wolf back. Mukoko, Mukoko scoring his first, first goal of the season. That was cool to see. Um, I mean, it's just like a great performance all around. I mean, nothing perfect, which we can get into, but. Yeah, I, I mean, so even the, the Mukoko goal, 
which it looked pretty simple, and I know he's riding from the goal, but that it was like I mean, one, one touch and coming across the body oh, and yeah. the placement of it, like because. I don't know. It was a it was a pretty great finish that I think some people might write off because he was right in front of the goal. But like coming across your body, one touch, still getting around the keeper, like because he still sent it to the corner. It wasn't like he just. I, most of the time, you see that almost like it, and it's just going straight. Like they just kick it wherever. Yeah, but it's very well controlled. It, uh, I mean, so especially good. for his age. I mean, he's only yeah. seventeen, so he's got the intelligence to be in the right areas at the right time. Say what you want about that, but that is that takes some true class for a striker to have that kind of instinct. Uh, to want and go, to want and go uh, score goals like that, and he's also got the calm and collective composure to put it in the back of the net. So, all power to him. I hope the man gets more minutes, especially if Holland's going to continue being out. Man, we need a striker up top. Yeah. So, love and that Mukoko was able to net one. I know we talked about last week. We talked about I got really got into like the striker situation. It's like, do we want to put Tigas up there instead of Malin? Because I, I, I was talked a lot about how Malin. I almost feel Malin's a little better like on the left and not that central striker role. But I think in this game he proved it. Granted, Rangers was awful, but like this game he proved it's like he can play that central role because I, I thought he was getting in a good space. I thought he, his movements were good and he did that more centralized striker. Like I thought he mm-hmm. played it well in this game specifically. Utilized his pace too, which I know I've mentioned a handful of times the last few weeks. I mean, he again, he continues to burn every uh, defender in the Bundesliga. He's quick as hell. Um, just needs to work on his decision making a little bit. I think he really kind of tends to over like overthink things in the final third and or just not keep his head up, which and just kind of slows down our attacks. Um, but that's something, you know, he can improve on. The man's only 23. But overall, I think we attacked pretty well in this game. You know, we, we actually had some initiative. We actually wanted to penetrate Gladbach's lines of defense, something you didn't see much at all uh, against Rangers. Yeah, I in our like quick one, two passes, passes mm-hmm. and then like a, a big part of that too is I honestly feel like Dortmund is one of the best, like the best team I see do this, like working in tight spaces with the quick one, two passes, but not only uh quick pass one touch passes, but after someone passes, they're continually moving. Like they're moving to get that ball back. Yeah. Like it, it's so good. And I wish we saw it. I wish we weren't so inconsistent. Yeah. Like, consistently inconsistent. But, like, can we do that consistently? Cause it looks, we just look so good and so in control. I still think we, we almost bunched together a little too much, and I want us to create a little more space because although we are good in tight spaces, it's like sp- spread out a little bit. Sometimes like you'll see like three players within like a six-foot radius. It's like, guys, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, Spread out a little bit more. But. I know I know. obviously Rosa is always throwing that word around in press conferences too, consistency. And I mean, obviously in those good moments, that's what you want to build on is more consistency to have those kind of attacks because yeah, I would agree. I think we're one of the most, if not arguably the most fun team to watch when we're on our day, those silky one, two passes that you always talk about. Um, I mean, we provide plenty of uh, pace obviously at times. And I think we have a lot of exciting players. Um, although I, I would say the scoreline going back to uh Gladbeck, I thought it was a little harsh. Um, not so much us like getting six, but as much as us getting a clean sheet. I, I mean, you've already mentioned already, but Kobo bailing us out three times in a matter of fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's pretty unheard of. Even so, even I want to go back quickly. Like even after our first goal, mm-hmm. they had a really good chance. It was like three minutes after. It was. And that, that's, oh yeah, that's just us dropping off. Part though, that was when Reyna was out and they hadn't subbed anyone on yet, so we were playing down a man, but still. Mm-hmm. And you can still close down and, and not. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's just typical that we'll see, like, this happens so many times. Like, we score, and then immediately they, like, the other team has a yep. typically a very good chance. And yep. uh, luckily, yeah, Kobol, because that completely changes the game if they score and even it up. Like, yeah, completely uh, would have switched up the game for sure oh, yeah. if they would have netted one of those. So. And even in the, in the second half, too, like, we seemed to start the second half. We ended the first half slow, and we also started the second half slow, and mm-hmm. they had a, a chance early on in the second half, too, that I think, like, went off the crossbar. That, yeah, I think that was in, like, the 62nd minute from yeah. from Hoffman. Um, it's funny that, you know, Hoffman looks usually really dangerous against us. I, I like watching him play since uh, he moved to Gladbeck. But, yeah, what a rocket he had. That was, yeah. it, was, it was one of those shots where it was too top corner for it to go in, you know? <laughs> So yeah, that that one rattled my cage a bit too. Um, I really don't know how we managed to pull off a clean sheet because we still have plenty of issues to fix. I mean, going forward, 
obviously minimize those mistakes at the back. I say stick to the back three. Just a matter of, um, I think Pongracic looked pretty decent when he came in. And now that uh, Zagadou and Akenji hurt, I think we could still look at a back three of Pongracic, Hummels, Chan. Mm-hmm. Um, and utilize your wing backs. Now that we have Wolf back, I think it could be a really solid option for uh, on yep. the right instead of Brandt. Obviously, Brandt's not going to have that aggression or ability to really track back that much. And it gives the ability for Guerrero to have a little bit more freedom. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see going forward. I mean, every again, like we said at the beginning of this uh, episode, but it's win, loss, win, loss, win. Yeah. Th- this is going to be the real... Although I'm excited about this win. I mean, it's exciting to talk about it. It was exciting to watch. I, I'm still just like hesitant and I'm worried and... I'm going to be, I'm going to actually feel like something good is happening and maybe we are going to progress and, and look good moving forward and it can be an enjoyable rest of the season if if we can win, if if we can move on in the Europa League. These, these, two ne- these next two games are going to be big tells in my opinion. I mean, there, there are, you know, big mental challenges. We're not only going away in uh, another day or so to Rangers at Rangers and you know, that's going to be a mountain to climb. But also we have uh, Augsburg at the weekend who, yeah, given they're in 16th, but they're a team that's no stranger to giving top teams uh, a hard time. They beat Bayern this season. Um, They've beaten us a handful of times in our last few meetings. And uh, we're also at Augsburg as well. So we have two away games in a row. And I think that's going to be a big tell of how we're going to be performing uh, on the pitch and also just mentally for the rest of the season. All right, so Marco Rosa, uh, after Gladbeck, said, I'm very happy with the game and with the result. The physical aspect of the performance was outstanding, given that we played on Thursday. Once again, we were able to show the right reaction. Uh, We've won an important Bundesliga game, and now I have to show the right reaction to that too. The lads know what they have to work on. It's about finding solutions as a team and going about things on a goal-oriented way. For that, we also need to... we need a shared consensus at the end of each day, regardless of what individuals choose to do with their private time. It comes down to putting in all the work required week on week so that the club can be successful, the fans can be successful, and Bruce Dortmund can be successful. Um, I don't really get the what you do in your private time quote. I don't know if that's like a dig. Like if anyone's like been misbehaving or not showing up to practice or like showing up to practice hungover, or <laughs> not that extreme. But I don't know. that That is a weird little thing to throw in there. But I guess... The big takeaway from that is finding the solutions as a team, um, being goal oriented, um, and now we have to show the the right reaction too. And it, it's it seems like it's like he's giving them the instructions. Now it's up to them to actually do it. Like, what do you have any thoughts or takes off that? I I don't know if it's necessarily them as much as like you know what system he's going to go with. We've we've used like fifty different formations from Rosa in the last few months. Obviously, we had some injuries, but. We've went from a four three three to a four two three one, uh three four three, a three four two one. So I it's definitely on the players too. I mean, we mentioned it before, but we're gonna need some people or players that need to step up and take responsibility for these kind of performances against Rangers. But we also need to look at Rosa and be like, you know, what you're you're the, you were also the one that was hired to address some of these issues and we need you to uh you know, lead us here going forward. Yeah, it is I mean, it's concerning that every single game, it's like, I don't know how we're going to line up. I don't know what for more formation you're going to go with. And it's probably hard on the players too. And then it, there's always changes. Like I, I, I like, I, I think we, we have a great, we have a lot of depth midfield and attacking midfield. Um, and even when we lose some guys, even when we lose Holland, it's like, we have some great options. Like you can throw in, it seems like maybe who's, depending on who's on form throughout the week, but like you can almost get the same results with Brandt ha- or Hazard or Reyna. It's like whoever you want to interchange. Like we can interchange that a lot. Our back line, not so much, and it's so depleted. And everyone's like, no one's building good partnerships because people are going out all the time. And it's just like, it's got to be hard on them. And it's like... Yeah, it's hard on everyone. But like, do they know the game plan? Do they know what formation they're going to play the next week? Or do they find out like going into the game? Like, wh- are they working on it throughout the week? It just seems crazy how much we it's like we don't have a system like what is yeah. our best system yeah I mean, it's tough right? like you mentioned before we're, we're incredibly consistently inconsistent but 
yeah, that it's going to be a big tell how we perform on Thursday. You know, how is he going to line up against a team who clearly wants to sit deep and break you on the counter? You know, we've been punished uh, by those teams twice now in a matter of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see if Rosa actually knows how to try to adjust, address those issues now. And then going into the weekend, we have Augsburg, which I mentioned already in 16th, but they're not a team that you can obviously uh, write off. We've been punished in that matter, a matter of uh, plenty of times these uh, last few months. So uh, I don't think Holland will be back for the Augsburg game. Maybe I haven't heard too much. I, I he okay. So I saw he might be back. I haven't seen anything today as as we're recording this on Tuesday night. But apparently he was in training on Monday. Yeah, full training. It was with the like the U twenty threes or something. Um, but so there's people who are like he he might be a chance for Thursday. I, I, I would I would hope we rest him for Thursday. I mean, if it's if it's or maybe come a, on as a sub, maybe even, even then. But can, I, I don't, don't I don't want to risk anything because you really need him these next few months. But yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking for Sunday we continue the Borussia Dortmund tradition where we have Holland come on as a sub and get a hat trick because that's happened a handful of times now with us uh, with our strikers coming on and scoring a Hattie versus Augsburg. So that if would be cool to see. Yeah, if he wants to do that, that'd be great. Yeah. If he wants to do I'll that, call him up and let you know what he says. If he wants to do that Thursday too, that would also be great mm-hmm. if we can maintain the, <laughs> if we can keep a level scoreline until then. Yeah. What What do you think going forward, uh, both Thursday and Sunday? I guess what do you want to see lineup specifically? I guess more on the defensive end. Like I said, just a back three. I think I think it'll probably be Pongracic, Hummels, and Chan. Yeah, he. I thought you might have mentioned this. I don't know if you did or not, but I thought Ping. Pongratich looked great yeah, in the think, last game. Like he, he seemed pretty composed. Um, he was, he looked like he seemed composed, and he had good control of the ball. He was making smart or not dumb passes. I, I thought his mm-hmm. passing was was good, and I don't know. He, I thought he looked great when he came on. So, yeah, he's got the pace to close down people. I think a lot better than Zagadou. Um and he he saved us a bunch at the beginning of the season, and his form dipped a little bit, but. Maybe this can, might be a good send-off for him back to Wolfsburg as you know, he starts to perform a little bit better um, going into these next few weeks. Who knows? But it'll be a real test. You know, Again, I, I really cannot um, stress enough how Augsburg can be dangerous against us. I know like Caligiri gives us trouble every time we play against them. You know, He seems to really try to put on a show when he plays us. So... And I think he'll be on that side with Pongracic if he plays on that left center uh, back position since Kalajir will be on the right. I think it'll be interesting to see how they line up. But I think, I already mentioned before, 2-2 draw against Rangers. I think if it's a 2-2 draw, we win at Augsburg 3-1. Okay, so if we draw on Thursday, you think we're going to win? Yeah. What if we win? Then we're going to win again? What if we lose? (laughs) Then we're gonna win like seven zero. If we, uh, <laughs> yeah, who, who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, that's we could almost ho- only hope for a uh, a bashing and then Europa League just so we can come back in the Bundesliga and keep this roller coaster of a season going. But what about you? I just want to. I just want them to play good. I don't want to lose, and I don't want to go back and forth. I don't. I hate it. I hate it all. Score prediction versus Salzburg. What do you got? I feel like every time my prediction is three one, so I'm gonna go with. 3-1, Augsburg. Wait, you were copying me for the tie, and now you're copying me for the 3-1. Okay, okay. Wait, is that what you said? Honestly, I said, it wasn't. I was like reading some <laughs> tweets, and I wasn't paying too much attention. But th- You copy Great. me. I say 3-1 every time. Right. Okay, I do have one question. Sure. Because um, I don't think... I We talked about defense, but we had a, we did have a Twitter question from... Um, shout out to... It's a weird at, but it, it makes sense when you explain it. At the Badger Hopper. One okay. of our new listeners... Uh, I believe his name's Tyler. He's been featured in the BVB International app. Check him out. He's really cool. He's a professional volleyball player in the Faroe Islands, but he's from Milwaukee. Which, what did he say? Oh, well, I mean, that's just explaining is that the Badger, because okay. Milwaukee, anyways. I think it's super cool. He's playing yeah. pro volleyball. That's, that's um, wild. But thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Um, no, his his question was, what's our defense going to look like? Which we kind of answered. Uh, Zagadou's injured. Kanji is injured. He asked about Kanji, who will be out. Um Hoping Chan is in there. Mm-hmm. I think Chan will be in there. He asked if we unleash the wolf. So do you think? Yeah, it's wolf a, that's, starts. That's what I was saying. Earlier. He'll, he'll be he'll be playing on that uh, wing back instead of Brent. Okay, yeah. I, you said that. <laughs> Sorry. Where am I today? Jeez. 
Where am I today? I don't know. Podcast etiquette. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. That's kind of it. Um, we didn't get interrupted by the cleaning lady <laughs> this time. We should have. Should we just keep podcasting until she walks in? Where's she at? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Rangers Thursday, Augsburg Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully it's just like good and not complete sadness mm-hmm. and then jubilation. I'd rather, I'd rather be like tie both games maybe than like the up and down, I think. I mean, if we're not out of the Europa League, then it's, we don't really have any. It doesn't obviously affect you in the table. So I'd almost rather lose at Rangers just to keep up the pace in the Bundesliga personally. Okay, what's the end goal with the Bundesliga? Holding on a second? I, I mean, it, we still have one game against Bayern in April. Think there's a chance? Is the race on? I think I think if Bayern tie between, or, or lose before we play them at the end of April and we put on a hell of a performance, it is on. Yeah. It's only six points. I think it's it on. only six points. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, again, my name's Jake Carver. Thanks so much. Oh, of course. Uh, you can find us, the BVB Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at the BVB Pod. Also, we have an email too, if you're old school, at, I always say at, I'm trying to give the email and I try to give a handle. It's the BVB Pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out and listening. We will talk to you later next week. See ya. See ya.